Hey there, welcome to Truly Oz, where we're devoted to sharing insider scoops on our major cities and the exploration of regional, rural and outback Australia. We created these Truly Oz podcasts so that before you travel somewhere, you know a little bit about the place and have the lowdown on things to check out. I also love sharing my top picks on where to eat, drink, play and stay. For more travel inspiration, you can also check out our stories online at trulyoz.com and you can find us on Instagram at trulyoz. Today we're heading over to Swan Valley in Western Australia. Located an easy 16 kilometres from Perth city centre, it has been a renowned grape growing region for almost 190 years and has 40 wineries. It attracts around 480,000 day trippers each year, so book your restaurants and tours way ahead of your arrival. And be warned, the locals take nougat, honey, cheese, chocolate very seriously, so take an empty suitcase if you love your food. But firstly, I would like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the land, the Noongar people. The land provided a natural abundance of food and water resources and the traditional owners developed a rich history of customs in the area. The Swan Valley covers 105 square kilometres and is in between the Swan and Helena River confluence. Back in 1697, Dutch explorer Willem de Vlaming sailed up the river to Perth and he noticed a large amount of black swans in the area and so named it Swan River. Although the French also travelled up the Swan River in 1801, European settlement did not happen until 1829, following the exploration of Captain James Stirling in 1827. Initially, the Swan River was the only transport route and locations for settlers were long and narrow to give everyone river frontage. The input of convict labour in the area between 1850 and 1868 was also critical for the establishment of roads and the building of Barker's Bridge and the Upper Swan Bridge. Then railways, the gold rush and European migration meant that estates started popping up around the turn of the century. And by the 1920s, the Swan Valley had cemented its name as a premier wine-growing region. In fact, by 1979, there were 38 wineries. On my trip, I decided to fill the morning with sweet treats and then hit the wineries for lunch and enjoy more in the afternoon. If you want to indulge, join a tour so that you don't have to drive and then you can also take more goodies home with you. I went with Sylvia Mills from Luxury Outback Tours and she was a wonderfully informative guide and the perfect host. First up is a double dipping treat on the Great Northern Highway as two adjoining buildings are Mondo Nougat and Moorish Nuts. Both companies had humble family beginnings, but today each has claimed its rightful place on the Australian gourmet snack stage. Many people assume that real nougat is chewy, but I'm told by the manager of Mondo that that is not at all true. The nougat that Italians love is actually crunchy. The crunchy vanilla nougat is awesome, and I love the chewy macadamia and honey pistachio and almond. My favourite, though, is the salted caramel and the cranberry and pistachio. There's a cute aqua green Italian fear in the store that's loaded up with nougat, setting the scene for a perfect photo op. If you're a sweet tooth, you can buy a cooler bag filled with every type on offer and then watch the show in the production room, where bakers are cutting large slabs of freshly cooked nougat into little oblong treats. You can also taste some of the homemade gelati and don't leave without trying the famous Mondo nougat cheesecake. A hop, skip and a jump and you're in Moorish Nuts. This family business, headed up by Principal Nut Archie Moroni and partner Marie Mapp, disrupted the snack scene more than a decade ago, using a family recipe prepared in their Swan Valley kitchen to reinvent the approach to bag nuts. The bags are instantly recognisable, bold black and white striped packaging featuring a grinning peanut man in a top hat and a bow tie holding a cane. 
There are some amazing combinations such as the hot and spicy caramel-coated cashews and pistachios, praline with hot and spicy caramel and chilli, lime zest and spices, and wait for this, abalone and truffle-flavoured macadamias. There's a peanut crunch, basically a slab of popcorn and peanuts smothered in a rich caramel butter coating with a sprinkling of coconut and peanut brittle. A really popular one is the wasabi macadamias. The company tried out the abalone and wasabi in Margaret River, selling them from a van to surfs and tourists. They thought they had enough for a week worth of sales, but they sold out in a day. Next up is honey. If you've only ever consumed mainstream processed honey, then you really haven't experienced true honey. Honey is a food worth dedicating your life to, according to the passionate beekeeping couple behind the House of Honey, Rupert and Kim Phillips. You should only harvest honey when the bees have capped the cells, allowing them to ripen, Kim explains. And Western Australian honeys have intense flavours and the highest nutritional value. There are more than 20 different varieties of honey to taste, and the Jarrah variety is a real standout. Amber coloured with a multi flavour, it is renowned for its high antibacterial properties. The Banksia flavour is citrusy, and so it's ideal for peppermint tea. And Blackbutt, dubbed the Guinness of Honeys, is heavy and thick. There are endless plants and trees that bees can extract pollen from, and the results mean an enormous range of taste sensations. Also take time to taste the company's range of meads and honey-infused liqueurs. For those new to it, mead is an alcoholic beverage created by fermenting honey with water, sometimes with various fruits, spices, grains or hops. The drinks warm the belly and coat your lips with sweetness. Now, one of my next favourite things, cheese. Set metres from Olive Farm Wine Cellar Door, the cheese barrel is all about enjoying local and international artisan cheeses with matching wines, locally roasted coffee and more sweet treats if you desire, in a shed with floor-to-ceiling glass doors that open up onto a wooden deck set up for outdoor tastings. It has stunning views of Susanna Brook and they also sell Parisian-style pastries. With 40 wineries up for tasting, it's a tough job choosing which ones to make a beeline for. And you'll no doubt get other recommendations on your way as you swan about. Faber Vineyard was established in 1997 by John Griffiths and Jane McAuliffe, named after the Latin word for craft. John has embraced the traditional varieties for the Swan Valley, Verdello and Shiraz, and he says that brown musket is the backbone of what they do. There's lovely indoor and outdoor spaces for tastings, and the vineyard is known for its monthly events, such as local producers' days, summer sundowners, Christmas barbecues, and long lunches in the vineyards. At Upper Reach Winery, they believe that wine is one of life's essentials, along with good food, family, and friends. They hold twilight concerts in February and March, a series of intimate outdoor shows with soul, swing, and jazz performances. There's also one lovely cottage on the grounds that's an original workers' cottage built in 1907. It's been refurbished and has two queen-size bedrooms, making it ideal for families or two couples. At Riverbank Estate, the focus is on unique handcrafted wines and it offers a rustic cellar door experience and superb dining experiences at the award-winning Riverbank Estate restaurant. The restaurant has amazing panoramic views of the vineyard, and meat and seafood lovers will rejoice as head chef Marco Angliti loves to showcase fine, locally produced, dry-aged Australian beef. It's aged between 45 and 60 days in their ageing cabinets. You can add marin to your steak for an incredible take on surf and turf, and the seafood platter is not your ordinary platter. It includes house-made smoked salmon, cojonop marin, Shark Bay prawns, scallops from Carnarvon, blue swimmer crab knocky, 
and WA line caught fish with chili mussels. Mandoon Estate is all about amazing wines in an incredible location, but if you're after a bit of luxury and some downtime after a tasting, it's also a wonderful place to stay. The Colony is an exclusive collection of 32 beautifully appointed suites overlooking the historic Fidelo vines, planted in 1895 on the banks of the Swan River. The estate has a few dining options to suit all tastes. You can either enjoy the laid-back eatery at the on-site Homestead Brewery, indulge in fine dining at Wild Swan, or order a gourmet picnic and enjoy the sunshine and the company of others on the picture-perfect lawns by the river. And in keeping with its Indigenous heritage, at Mandoon you can also listen to the stories of the area and learn about local Indigenous food and culture from Nunya elder Dale Tilbrook. The hour-long experience kicks off with a glass of sparkling wine in the cellar door, where one of the wine educators takes everyone through the interesting history of the estate. And then Dale takes guests on a journey of ancient stories, exploring the region's bush tucker. Sandalwood Wines is one of the busiest in the valley, attracting large groups as well as those after an intimate tasting and dining experience. Founded in 1840, Sandalford is one of Australia's oldest and largest privately owned wineries. The cellar door doubles as a large store offering all sorts of wine paraphernalia, and the tastings include Estate Reserve and Margaret River and Element wines, as well as ultra-premium drops. The grounds of Sandalford are well worth a leisurely wander, and you'll find some of the oldest vines in the country planted in 1890, in a pretty-as-a-picture lush garden that's an ode to the early days of Australia's winemaking. On your way to the restrooms, check out the hallway and the grand staircase, where there's barely any wall room left, as it's plastered from top to bottom with framed concert posters showcasing the famous musicians who have performed here. The signed pieces from Sandalford's colourful past are nothing short of gobsmacking. Pretty much any band you've ever heard of, and any musician of merit, and even all those awesome one-hit wonders you might have forgotten, have entertained the crowds here. If you're a beer lover, then you're in luck, as there are plenty of breweries to explore in the Swan Valley. Some standouts are Mash Brewing, which is a fun, cool atmosphere, and they do great burgers and steak sangers. They have an awesome outdoor seating area where you can soak up the atmosphere and the beer. And they're all about quality beer, not quantity. Homestead Brewery is also famous for being open for a beer and breakfast from 7.30am. They also serve tapas, burgers, pizzas and hearty main meals and everything is made from scratch on the estate. If you have your dog with you, then head to Choco, it's actually spelt T-X-O-K-O, in the hills of Baskerville. It's a relaxed place where you can hang out and chat with other beer lovers and they have some unusual brews such as the Divergence Honey Hybrid Sour and the James the Dank Peach IPA with peach and grassy hops expressions. If you're a whiskey or a gin lover, the Great Southern Distillery Company has opened up shop in Swan Valley after its Albany headquarters went so well. Its Lime Burners brand whiskey won Best International Craft Whiskey in the World in 2017, and in 2018, its Darkest Winter Whiskey was crowned as the Southern Hemisphere's Whiskey of the Year. Its Tiger Snake Sour Mash Whiskey is a uniquely Australian take on American bourbon, and it was Australia's first mixed-grain whiskey. Rex has regular flights from Perth to Albany, Esperance, Monkey Mire and Carnarvon, so you can tack on a Swan Valley day trip while also fitting in another of WA's wonderful coastal towns. Thanks for listening to the Truly Oz podcast. If you like what you heard, hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for more travel inspiration, head over to trulyoz.com or catch us on Instagram. We look forward to bringing you more Truly Oz travel inspiration soon. 
This podcast was made by Afternoon Sport Group.